Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday. March 25th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east, They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Amos 8, 11 and 12 Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shimene, and it means eighth. Leviticus eleven sixteen to thirty one. The eagle owl, the short-eared owl, the seagull, hawks of all kinds, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the barn owl, the desert owl, the Egyptian vulture, the stork, hurons of all kinds, the hoopoe, and the bat. You must not eat winged insects that walk along the ground. They are detestable to you. You may, however, eat winged insects that walk along the ground and have jointed legs so that they jump. The insects you are permitted to eat include all kinds of locusts, bald locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers. All other winged insects that walk along the ground are detestable to you. The following creatures will make you ceremonially unclean. If any of you touch their carcasses, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up their carcasses, you must wash your clothes, and you will remain defiled until evening. Any animal that has split hooves that are not evenly divided or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled. Of the animals that walk on all fours, those that have paws are unclean. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. 
If you pick up its carcass, you must wash your clothes, and you will remain defiled until evening. These animals are unclean for you. Of the small animals that scurry along the ground, these are unclean for you. The mole rat, the rat, the large lizards of all kinds, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the common lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. All these small animals are unclean for you. If any of you touch the dead body of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. Luke 6, 39-7-10 Then Yeshua gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, Friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. When Yeshua had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Yeshua, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Yeshua to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Yeshua went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, Don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Yeshua heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave.
completely healed. Psalm 68, 1-18 Rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Blow them away like smoke. Melt them like wax in a fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows. This is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But He makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. O God, when you led your people out from Egypt, when you marched through the dry wasteland, the earth trembled, and the heavens poured down rain, before you, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel, you sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary land. There your people finally settled, and with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord gives the word, and a great army brings the good news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Even those who lived among the sheepfolds found treasures, doves with wings of silver and feathers of gold. The Almighty scattered the enemy kings like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zaman. The mountains of Bashan are majestic, with many peaks stretching high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion, where God has chosen to live, where the Lord himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into his sanctuary. When you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will live among us there. Proverbs 11.28 Trust in your money, and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in the spring. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Luke chapter 6. And I want to zoom in on verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. I think that sometimes God sets us up in a God trap. He orchestrates circumstances to put us through a test. Now, if I lived on a beautiful Swiss family Robinson deserted island somewhere in the tropics with a beautifully made treehouse and levers and pulleys and ladders and coconuts and bananas and mangoes to eat and I lived all by myself with my little dog on that island I probably would not sin very much because I'm not being tested I'm not in a situation where I could potentially sin I mean, there are some sins you can do when you're by yourself alone, of course, but you can avoid those pretty easily. Where we sin is when we are in relationship with others, and especially 
with other people who are difficult, who are problematic, who know how to push our buttons. And often the sin that arises, that erupts, that surfaces is sins with our mouth. And that is what this verse is talking about. What we say is an overflow of what is in the heart. So I shared with you yesterday, I'm in a new living situation, a shared living situation with a family member and a couple of grandkids. And we sometimes have our moments when we're clashing like two bumper cars colliding and clashing. And the other person might start to say some hurtful, mean things, but then I respond with a hurtful or a mean thing right back. And then I look back on it and say, where did that come from? That's not me. That's not how I normally behave. But yet, when you're put into the crucible, into the test of being in a situation where someone hurls unkind words at you, you have an opportunity. You're being tested. I'm being tested. Will I respond in kind and repay evil for evil and insult for insult? Or will I dodge the arrow and be quiet? Or be silent. Or, you know, Proverbs says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. But when I fall, when I fumble, and when I fail, and I say something hurtful back, guess what? That reveals that there's some darkness in my heart that I have to repent of. And I wouldn't have known that unless I was put into the situation where I'm being tested and tried. So remember, What we say is an overflow of what is in the heart. And it's an opportunity to repent deeply. Yeshua goes on to say in this passage, really wise principle. He goes on to say, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me and listens to my teaching and then follows it. Basically, he is talking about Shema. The Shema, which is something that Jews sing every morning. Shema, Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echad, Baruch, Shem, Kevod, Malkuto, Leolam, Va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Blessed is his name and his glorious kingdom forever and ever and ever. But Shema means to hear and to obey. And even James touches upon this principle in James. He says, do not be a forgetful hearer of the word. A forgetful hearer is like someone who looks in the mirror at themselves. And then when they walk away from the mirror, they immediately forget what they look like. The Word of God is a mirror. It shows us our sin. It reveals to us our sin. When we read it, we go, oh, I don't measure up. I don't do that. I don't walk in that way. I have failed. I've missed the mark. And so that's when we have the opportunity to repent and to cry out to the Lord and ask for his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, and ask him to change our heart and to remove that darkness that's in there. 
and we all have it. So, Heavenly Father, I would pray today that you will do a deep work of cleansing in the inner man, in each and every one of us, myself included. And Lord, when we are tempted to speak forth words that are hurtful, that are like jabs, that are like porcupine quills, that hurt others around us, that are like flaming arrows, oh God, please put a bit and a bridle on our mouth. Don't allow those words to escape and come forth into the atmosphere because it damages and hurts others. And Lord, when those flaming arrows come at us, oh Father, may we forgive. May we dodge the arrow and not allow it to pierce and penetrate into our heart. May we give those flaming arrows that come at us to you. And may you nail them to the cross. O Father, I speak shalom over each and every one today. And I pray, Father, that you will continue to bring cleansing in the inner man, in our hearts, so that we will speak forth words to edify, to encourage, to nurture, and to bless others. Our words have great power. And we want, Father, so much for our words to be a blessing to others, not a curse. Please work on our hearts to cleanse us, to heal us, to restore us, so that we would be vessels of honor that you would use for your kingdom and your glory. We ask it in Yeshua's name. Amen. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.